This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, what I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, on this rainy, thunderous day here in Philly, as we will talk about a lot that went on this week, including Netflix's Geeked Week and all their announcements and premieres of shows that are uh, coming onto that platform. Uh, We'll be running down the highlights of that and what I thought and what am I actually looking forward to on that. So get ready for that. We got to talk about Ezra Miller as well. Uh, That's an unfortunate thing again. And uh, this time is even deeper than before. This is really a situation that I'm a little bit uh, near and dear to because of my past situations involved with following uh, that aspect of things. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about The Boys uh, Season 3, Episode 4. A lot of other craziness going on there. But in our talk topic of the week, we are absolutely, without a doubt, going to be talking Marvel Studios, Miss Marvel. The first episode aired and a lot of good things to talk about with that series so far, including the fact that it was like the first show to ever have an end credit in the first episode. So I'm looking forward to talking about all of this. But before we get down to that, I want to give a big thanks to my man, Jeffrey Thorne. Uh, If you guys have been listening to the show consistently, to all my listeners, you know this guy. He is part of DC. He's been with Marvel. 
you know, the comic book uh, industry. Uh, he's written for TV shows before. He's show ran for animated series like Black Panther's Quest, which is on Disney Plus, as well as Ultimate Spider-Man. He got credits on there, too. Um, we got a chance to talk because he is writing the latest return of the blood syndicate which is a part of milestone media uh we as we all know milestone media returned recently uh we got to see icon and rocket again um static is back all the guys back well blood syndicate is the latest to come out and jeffrey thorne much to my surprise <laughs> is the one overseeing the writing of this story and we got a great conversation. It's always a long conversation, but it's always a fruitful conversation as well. The only thing I have to do is work on it because whenever I'm on with Jeff, he make he he makes me work because one, we talk we can talk forever, and I got to cut it down. Two, his bandwidth, <laughs> his bandwidth always uh, gives me trouble. And I think he has like so many different browsers on, but his bandwidth is not strong enough. So like, I usually I have to put a lot of work into it to make it, you know, work the way it was. But once done, it's a great conversation. And he tells a lot of great truths. Um, he puts everything in the forefront. He doesn't hold back. I really appreciate that. I've always appreciated his journey. And I'm always even more grateful for him to talk about his journey on this platform. So uh, sometime this week, that will be up on video and in audio so stay tuned for that because especially if you are any any of you that are listening want to aspire to be a writer a producer a comic book writer if you will uh or any of that part of hollywood and industry this is the man to listen to and to actually talk to so um you know get ready for it it's coming and uh looking forward for all of you to check it out but with that said Let's get on to business. And uh, without further ado, let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to run down the highlights of the things that were announced at Netflix Geek Week. It was a lot of announcements of a lot of shows coming to Netflix um, that people will be definitely interested in. This is the same Netflix that said that they were going to start cutting down on shows and canceling shows because, you know, people were dropping off. Apparently they're not because they got a lot of things in store for people. Jeff Keighley once again hosted this event. This was in connection with his Summer Game Fest as well. So, you know, he's working with Netflix on this. And there was a lot of things talked about. I think one of the biggest things that I'm excited for is Castlevania Nocturne, uh, which is the next generation of Castlevania. This one will be starring Richter Belmont, which is the character known for Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This is going to be years maybe decades later or generations later after belma uh after trevor and uh sophia uh or self what is it Sifi or Silfa? i've always forget how to pronounce the name but nonetheless it's going to be uh the next generation of that and we're gonna have uh the symphony of the night story now covered and it was just a short tease of a really awesome short teaser trailer 
of Castlevania and they just showed the back of uh, Richter and all of a sudden he turns around. I know Castlevania fans are absolutely excited for that. It looks awesome. Just that little bit that they shown. If you loved what they did before with uh, Castlevania, I have no doubt that this is going to be awesome because the uh, Castlevania was really like what absolutely arguably one of the best series based on a game that you could ever watch and it was just so well done right like better than anything that has ever it, castlevania did have always had a storyline and we always knew it but for them to be able to flesh it out like this it was just fantastic so i'm looking forward to it and again looks like they will not be doing the devil may cry castlevania crossover that was promised or whatever like that that looks like that's been put to rest it was just one a very weird thing uh that they did back then but it is what it is uh dragon age absolution uh is coming i guess this is a follow-up to the other dragon age uh series that came out i believe yuri longthal was a part of that series as well so that expect had to be coming uh this december and, and by the way castlevania didn't have a release date for this there it's i guess it's still in the works but it is coming so you have nothing to worry about there also what is coming we got to we knew this was announced uh prior to this event or the showcase but sonic prime is coming we got another trailer a uh, clip 29 second clip um it pretty much is all we needed to see because we got to finally see what sonic looks like uh he looks awesome but also we got to see big the cat and froggy which is from the uh sonic adventures saga so there we're going to see a lot of that there and it looks awesome it is coming very soon uh so i'm excited about that cuphead um returns this summer with uh new episodes i believe august 19th is the date we knew that the second half of the season will be coming they say it's the season two but it just feels like it's just they just cut it in two but it looks awesome they got miss chalice in there and miss chalice was introduced uh as the latest character in the delicious loss uh last course uh that'll be coming soon so it's it looks really awesome i'm looking forward to it actually i think aside from castlevania i am probably even more excited about this tekken bloodlines uh which is a new anime from the creators of the uh series and we had creator Katsu, uh, Katsuhiro Harada introduce this new, uh, this latest new trailer where we got to see a little bit more from this uh, series that was coming out because they announced it earlier, but now we got to see a little bit more. Now, I don't know if any of you ever watched the original Tekken anime. Well, there were, no, there were, let's scratch that. There were, yeah, no, actually, there were two animes for Tekken. There was one that actually ended up on a, nintendo uh 3ds and uh there is another one that before that that was kind of similar looking to this it was like a hand-drawn anime whereas the other one that we saw on the 3ds was an all 3d animated movie which was actually really awesome i would say um but it didn't cover everything well it was like covering like two characters in in the game and uh just went on from there and, and jen was also in there for a bit but and then it was a big climatic fight between uh, Kazuya and uh, Hashima and uh, Jen at the end, which was awesome. But the original covered the original, you know, Tekken game. It wasn't as good or it wasn't nearly as good as what it could been, could have been. But Tekken Bloodlines looks like to 
be exactly what that should have been. The animation looks absolutely fantastic in here. I'm very excited. Uh, I, I, you know, Harada, I love this guy because he, he, first of all, he's very charismatic. He's a hell of a laugh. I actually uh, went to both panels, the Namco, uh, Bandai Namco panels at San Diego Comic-Con. And I do just remember, I believe it was 2017 San Diego Comic-Con where he people kept asking, when is this Street Fighter Cross Tekken come out or Tekken Cross Street Fighter come out? Because if you guys remember, they did a crossover with the Tekken characters and the Street Fighter characters. Capcom did, uh, Bandai Namco didn't. And he kept saying that it was coming, it was coming. We never saw it, but we did. The only thing we saw close to it was in the form of Tekken 7, which they introduced Akuma into the game in storyline. Actually connected with the universe. He actually, there is a story plot for Akuma in Tekken 7, unlike the other characters in the game that are just random and with no real connection to the, uh, to the core storyline of it. So you know they actually technically did it but not to the extent of what people wanted to but it's always funny when i see him and uh he does this but tekken bloodline is coming it looks awesome uh no real date on that either but that is in the works i think it is scheduled to come out this year i am very much looking forward to it because it looks fantastic i'm also looking interested in um wanting to know when they're going to do another Tekken, because I, I I have reason to believe they are going to do another Tekken, but it's not going to be based on the uh, Kazamas or the uh, Kazuya family bloodline, uh, because that Tekken 7 was supposed to end all that. That was supposed to be the end of all that right there, and it's supposed to start a whole new story with new characters and everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing like that's their that's one of their biggest bread and butters in Bandai Namco. Now, granted. They can, they have moved on without it. They've come out with plenty of different games without it, but Tekken is a big deal. Like say what you will about any of the games that they come out with. Tekken is a huge deal for Bandai Namco. Um, the fact that they're coming out with an anime tells you that they're still interested in doing things with the Tekken series. So we'll see about that. Uh, Dota, Dragon's Blood season three. Uh, we get a first look at that. That's coming in August. Um, multiple Netflix series gets tie-ins as well. Um, yeah, a lot of games were announced for, uh, the Netflix, cause if you know, Netflix is trying to get into the games as well, mobile games, if you will. And now they're getting games based on some of the shows that they're premiering soon. Uh, one of which is shadow and bone to, which is, I believe is the RPG that'll be, uh, coming out. Uh, Queen's Gambit, believe it or not, is getting a game. Money Heist. Uh, so, you know, a few more. We know Stranger Things got their own game in there, which is actually pretty damn good, too, by the way. And all of these are just supposed to be games that require no in-app purchases or any type of microtransactions at all, which I do appreciate that they do. Um, and I do want to play Stranger Things. I just hate the fact that it's on mobile because I'm not using my iPad or my iPhone for that type of format anymore. Be, I, I mean... The whole entire mobile industry burnt me out of ever wanting to play. I used to be really excited about the idea of playing games on a on a phone. But when I started to realize the marketing practices that were going on, it was just like it became an instant turnoff for me after a while. 
like Smurf Village really kind of drew me in and the Simpsons and the family guy, you know, Sims and all this stuff. And then I really just at one point I just said, no, I'm stopped. I, I, you know what it was? It wasn't even those. It was any of those Gameville games that really did it for me. They they really did it for me. First of all, they actually, you know, they were in that purchases for that for uh, microtransactions for those games. But what really pissed me off is when the game crash, it erases all your memory and data of everything that you ever collected. So everything you earned, you had to get all over again. And they had you couldn't even get in contact with them in order to get it all back to get and that was at that point i was like i'm done and there's a reason why they're called gameville or game evil for a reason so that kind of turned me off from mobile games period but any like mobile game that is an offline a full game that doesn't require you any it has in-game currency or whatever like that but no in-app purchase um i'm still good with um like i'll still play like ducktales on air even though I don't like the idea of playing DuckTales on a, on virtual controls, I, I I need I need way forward to negotiate with Disney to bring that onto the Switch. Um, hell, even a, even the uh, the Xbox or the PlayStation ne- uh, Network, I need I, that's a wasted game that's just sitting on the shelf right there. But I digress. Moving on, we got. Um, digital games that are be, that'll be coming definitely soon rain uh the three kingdoms uh is coming looks interesting <laughs> uh previously released games coming to netflix as well including uh sprit fair i've never heard of this game before raiji i did uh, know about it. it's the um it is the game i believe created by an all-female uh game development company in india i believe uh, it's been out at uh, Raji and Ancient uh, Epic, and I've played that game. That game's pretty good. The game is actually pretty good. Um, so that's all coming soon for Netflix owners. So I think that's pretty good. It's, it's really, um, I think it's a game that I think a lot of people didn't get a chance to play or didn't choose to play, but it's really well done in there. So that, that'll be coming. A lot of people will get a chance to, you know, check out the game there uh lucky luna is a vertical uh scrolling platform uh game that's coming out desta has been announced wild things animals adventures uh day four stranger things uh, i'm reading this off of ign of course they have usually have a better listing of things in there they also speaking of stranger things they did tease uh volume four which is coming out soon uh so you have that you got um Stranger uh, Things 4 Volume 1 unlocked. The Hellfires Club, which is a Stranger Things Dungeon and Dragon adventure in there. You got Netflix uh, Geek Week 3 animation. I'm just reading off here. Um, this Cyberpunk Edge Runners uh, trailer actually is very interesting. This is based on Cyberpunk 2077. And I actually am looking forward to this. I am this may actually get me to finally play that game thoroughly because I still have I am still hesitant on playing Cyberpunk 2020 and going through all that again. But the anime looks incredible. I think this is a great idea for CD Projekt Red to work uh, on getting this out and getting people to want to play this game again. And because they went through hell uh, with this game and reality is they lost a lot. So the fact that they're still hanging on to this game and trying to find ways to get people to want to play it that's awesome and this 
actually may help. This really may help them get people interested in and again. The trailer looks really, really awesome. It does ha it, it does have the atmosphere of Cyberpunk 2077 in there. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. No release date on that as shown here uh, as well. One of the biggest news is coming from the uh, world of Kevin Smith, Masters of the Universe Revolution. We knew this was coming. Uh, this is going to be the continuation of what happened in Revelation. And I absolutely loved everything about this Kevin Smith series and how he brought it together. And if you remember at the end, Skeletor was taken in and uh, there's going to be some new things going on involving Skeletor. I think Hordak is coming in too, if I remember correctly. So this is uh, going to be very interesting. We didn't get a, a teaser trailer. We just got a poster with uh, like a poster art showing that it's coming. But uh, it's it's really it's really an amazing series. I like the fact that they have two He-Man shows out, one for kids. And this is like kind of, I guess, the for the nostalgic group of uh, people who grew up with it like myself and really wanted that definitive he-man masters of the universe experience well kevin smith gave it to us man he he spoke to our hearts with that series and i'm looking forward to it um we also get a first image of skull island the animated series i had no idea this was something that was coming in now i really gotta go watch that movie i've never watched a skull island series i meant to watch it because i did love um kong versus godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I actually did like that. Uh, I was tiptoeing onto wanting to watch that. If you guys remember, I reviewed that a while back when it first came out. And I was hesitant because I watched the original Godzilla with Brian Cranston in there and how they killed him off. And then once they killed him off, took everybody's breath away. And it, the entire movie after that was just boring as hell <laughs> from there. And that was that, man. But like, uh, apparently Godzilla was better after that rendition they read they just reimagined it again and then kong came out and then they crossed the two over and it was very successful in my opinion i really enjoyed it uh from there so we also have uh maniac which is coming to netflix next year this is a series based on junji uh which uh junji ito's japanese tale of the macabre is uh, which is in development right now so there was a trailer for that so we'll be seeing that very soon inside jobs is coming it's like an adult uh workplace uh, comedy that is coming out so you got that dragon prince season four is coming arcane so looking forward to this series this is uh this is based on uh the i believe the world of warcraft uh game series the first season was amazing it was absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the clip, the the clip was it was pretty awesome from there. It's another really interesting um, project that's coming out on Netflix, Intergalactic, which is a it's a very very awesome looking series. Looks like from the studios that brought uh, brought you Spider Man and Into the Spider Verse. I mean, there's no other studios that is doing doing art styles like this. So. This is going to be interesting. We got Kit Cuddy that's going to be starring in it. Jessica Williams, uh, Timothy Camelot, Vanessa Hudgens, and Macaulay Culkin, believe it or not, is in here as well. You know, if AEW fans, if you noticed, you saw him a couple weeks or uh, watching uh, live at a uh, at the arena over there, too. So it's going to be interesting. It looks awesome. 
I don't know exactly what it's going to entail, but um, looking forward to it. Uh, another new adult comedy called Farzar is coming. Uh, looks like it very looks like a lot of like what you would expect from Rick and Morty pretty much. And the art style kind of looks very Rick and Morty ish. Um, there's going to be a lot of profanity, a lot of nudity, uh, you know, a lot of craziness. You know, if you watch Rick and Morty, you know what to expect or even Futurama to that extent. You know, this is going to be a fully uncensored type of uh, situation here. Um, another show called Exceptions. We get a first look at that, uh, which is a sci fi anime coming from there. Seven Deadly Sins will be making a return in December 2022. I know a lot of people are excited about that. I believe my good friend Kyle A. Bear is in that as well. So that'll be good to hear his voice again. Uncle from Another World. We get a first look at as well. Um, then we go into the movie section where we get the gray man, which is starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. And it looks crazy. And we're seeing Chris Evans in a totally different way. And it's funny. It's so funny because people really forget he, Chris Evans has really solidified himself to be captain America or Steve Rogers so well that it's hard for people to see that he could play different roles and play them so distinctively different people forget that he started he got his notice from being johnny storm and probably the best part about the fantastic four movies with um michael chiklis and and uh, jessica alba and, and all them like he was one of the standouts of that movie which is why i will never really dog out either the the first I, it well let's say it's I, it's not the first Fantastic Four movie, but it's the second, technically after second and third after Roger Corman's uh, crap. But I would, I, I would never. Though I actually always enjoyed that movie. I was in theaters with other people who enjoyed it as well. It was one of those situations that people are gonna fake hate afterwards because they don't want to be the standout and be talking. They're too afraid to stand up to their enjoyment of the of a movie. No, I, I, I've always defended Fantastic Four. One and the fries of the Silver Surfer. I, the only thing I don't agree, I never agree with was the Galactus situation. But that to me didn't tear away the entire movie for me. Because from up to that point, the entire movie was great. Silver Surfer was awesome uh, in there. So, I mean, like, I was cool with it. I was, I was definitely cool with it. I had no beef with it. But Chris Evans as Johnny Storm was absolutely awesome. And that led to him becoming Captain America. So now it's like when you see Steve Rogers and you see Johnny Storm, they, they're completely two different people. It's like Chris Evans has multiple personalities. <laughs> there. So I've re I really enjoy him in, like immensely. And you gotta remember, he was also in um, Scout Pilgrim as well. So he was a totally different guy on that one. Knives Out, totally different guy on that one. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, what is that? Um, Snowpiercer, totally different guy in that one. You know, the original Snowpiercer movie he starred in before the series came out. So, you know, it's really, it's just, I'm looking forward to that. It looks awesome. It looks like uh, a really good action uh, uh, flick or sci-fi flick too. Um, so we'll see. We got uh, an animated film called The Sea Beast coming out. And we also have a, another movie called Troll that is scheduled to come out as well. This other movie, this vampire movie, I'm really looking forward to because a friend of mine who has been on this show twice 
will be on it. And she actually mentioned it the last time she was on the show, Danielle Kennedy, who, if you guys remember, she was on the show. I interviewed her when she was on um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And she will be in this movie as well. She talked about this ages ago about her being in a movie with Jamie Foxx. Um, so this looks really, this is, this is going to look insane. It's actually from the people who brought you John Wick and the creative team behind John Wick is working on this. Uh, Jamie Foxx is in a couple other people, uh, I recognize is going to be in this movie as well. This looks insane. I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out August 12th and maybe I'll have Danielle come back to get a, we, we can talk about that experience as well. Cause she couldn't really talk about too much about the film when it was out, uh, when it was coming out, but we're going to get talking now and I guarantee you, I, I will put money on it that she's a vampire. I will guarantee that she's one of the vampires on here that they got to take out. I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, a Spanish slasher killer book club is, uh, which is, I guess all Spanish cash and it's called the killer book club is coming out soon as look like a series. Um, this uh another show blasted is coming out there's a ton of shows coming out man it's really um spider head which looks crazy as well uh that's coming out we got window and wild um which is an animated uh series coming out and i will just zach snyder also will be working on another film as well called rubble um rubble moon so and apparently I don't know. I've saw something that said this was filmed on his or shot on his iPhone. I don't know if that's tr if the whole entire film is going to be shot on his iPhone. Like I have an iPhone uh, 13 Max Pro. I actually know of his capabilities because I used the cinematic mode as well. If he's doing all this from the phone, I am extremely interested in how this is going to pull off. So this is, is this is really really interesting so uh, the fact because on on netflix geeked um he shows a clip of what's going on and he they made it a point to say that um here's a new sneak peek at a brand new uh create uh, creature design for zach snyder's rebel moon shot on his eye um on his oh shot on his phone so it doesn't really say if it's an iphone or not but it'd be interesting to see what what phone it is so um I, I hope if it's shot on because I know people have have um, done footage like that on iPhones and it looks pretty damn good from what I saw. So we will see about that. Uh, the school for good and evil gets a teaser trailer as well. Um, that's probably something I'm not going to check out, but there are tons of different shows coming out. But the biggest one and the last one I'm probably going to mention. Oh, wait, no. Resident Evil actually I should mention as well. Um, this is coming out on July 14th and it looks like that they're going to, this is taking place. I think it, from what I saw on the trailer, it looks like it's taking place after the events of, you know, the original resident evil series. And it looked like they're trying to make things better or hide the past or whatever like that, but it doesn't. And things are going to come out in the open period. So, um, we'll see about that is that's coming July 14th. I don't out. I'm not really big on survival horrors, <laughs> so I will see if I'm actually ready to want to review that or not, if, if possible. Sandman is coming August 5th, the week of my uh, wedding anniversary. Thank you guys. Really needed that. Um, but the trailer looks absolutely fantastic. I'm interested in this uh, Constantina 
uh just just joanna constantine who is supposed to be like a relative or a descendant of john constantine or something like that um they made some they took some liberties with the characters in this in this series but it looks really awesome it looks absolutely freaking awesome um tim burton is back doing adam's family uh biz he's actually doing a show based on the character wednesday i'm actually interested in that because i think tim burton this is tim burton's alley so i am looking forward to seeing that the umbrella academy is returning june 22nd i can't wait for that that's that's just awesome uh there but i think of all the things that has been mentioned i would definitely say this one piece series is absolutely i'm looking forward to this we got a chance to see a first look at the set designs in here and look people crapped on cowboy bebop for what reason i don't know i think i think cowboy bebop got such a bad deal due to the 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 ever-growing problem of toxic people online just wanting to crap on everything and anything just for the sake of like i think half the time the things that people crap about on social media is not really that they're crapping about. i really think that people are displacing their frustration and anger or whatever is going through in their life so they use it for that and then all of a sudden the people who actually like the series it, it gets crapped on it's like it just it, it it's somebody's always going to try to do something this this one piece series looks amazing right now we haven't seen any trailers we haven't seen any of the premieres of you know who's going to what we got to see the actor who is playing uh luffy uh his name is anaki uh Godi, uh Godi, uh godoy i should say and um he and the showrunners introduced the set to everything the sets look they they're spending so much money on this on this series i don't know if it's, it's i think it's a series it's not an actual tv uh movie it looks outstanding outstanding we got to see this the actual ships we got to see the, the lots every it really does look like one piece in a more realistic form and we got to see um you know set designs and everything we got to see concept as uh art of it i mean it's just absolute i i'm i'm now excited i just want to see a trailer with luffy you know stretch once people see luffy actually doing you know the special effects and the cgi of luffy stretching out i think that's when people are going to get excited and they see him with the straw hat they they it looks like they're on a on a uh on a direct on the right direction with this right now so here's hoping that they do and hoping that they finally get it right uh the showrunners look like they are legit fans <laughs> they they look like they're absolute legit fans of the manga and the in the actual anime so this is gonna be dope and if they can get it right i'm excited because i want them to i i just hope here, here's what i hope from this i hope that they want you know they get it right in terms of the the fanfare aspect but i also hope that they don't rush story we've seen live action anime adaptions do this uh bleach was one of them even though i did like bleach i felt they skimmed a lot of what was going on in the actual anime in the manga and full metal alchemist was another one they rushed the hell out of the stories that were going as if they were not getting it again it's like why don't rush the process 
um because they just they they did some of the most iconic moments on full metal alchemist but then they rushed straight over ahead to parts of the other sagas and not capturing some of the other stuff so it's like they crammed it down they condensed it and crammed it down to a point that it was like it it didn't feel like it did it justice i hope that they get a chance to be able to flesh this whole entire thing out so we will see how this goes from there so um that is pretty much the highlights of what i want to uh point out for this show but it was a lot of news coming out of this um i should also say alice in borderland season two is coming out as well for those who like that crazy ass series too so there's a lot coming out for that and stay tuned for more but netflix seems like they're on the right path and you know we'll see i mean they lost a lot of you know members who dropped out uh let's not give up yet let's see what happens from there so all right we got from the great announcements and now we gotta get to the situation involving the flash ezra miller uh just recently we knew of all the stuff that he was going through we knew um everything that was going on in his world he's the terror of hawaii right now pretty much but just recently it just even it, it even gotten worse um now it's gotten to a point that something may need to be done and basically it was reported on tmz and everywhere recently that parents of a groom a, a parents of a girl that uh 18 year old girl that ezra has been traveling with um they claim that ezra has groomed her and she's 18 right now they met when they, when she was 12 and they've traveled together ever since and this does not look good this does now again if you followed my path since for, for the last six years i've been through situations like this not myself but um there were people within my inner circle that were involved in situations similar to this and i ended up for my own being because i was connected with the accused i had to do my own research i had to really dug down i you know i'm a i've decided to be a person of media so i had to do my due diligence because the person that was being accused of the situation i worked closely with and i didn't want to be in connection of anything that was unethical and immoral by any stretch so i had to do my homework i approached the people involved i approached other people people who were also investigating the situation people were doing the research of things and i learned about what to look out for the patterns of what goes on in these situations and those same patterns of the situation that i was following match the situations that were happening with said r kelly um said bill cosby to that extent you know stuff like that um and it was and by the way speaking of which i've had a it, during my career as a graphic designer and such i've done promo work for an event involving bill cosby right like a month before maybe a couple weeks before the allegations came out 
of him and all all the women that um you know opened up about what he did over the generations and decades came out i get it you know and by before all that happened bill cosby it was bill cosby you know what i'm saying like i for me to be involved with a project that involved bill cosby before the situation was absolutely one of the best things i thought it was like a milestone situation for me because it gave me it was supposed to give me credibility for you know being a part of such situations like that and when that situation happened it was like heartbreaking because you know i was like many and there were many on social media right now on the acmg facebook group let alone that are saying innocent to proven guilty and that is true but as you start when you say innocent until proven guilty that doesn't mean sit on your ass and just assume that you're gonna be on their side if you truly believe that then research the situation if you do you may see the answers that you want but you also may find the truth that you don't want to find out but you need to know and we just got all you know what does with that situation we found out that you know what we know now about bill cosby the same thing happened to the person i was working with or partnering with at the time and it was too much information i got too much way too much information i still have i i still have all those documents those transcripts everything um from years of a situations and and heard and talked to people within the inner circles to talk about that situation that that backed up but didn't want to like i did my due diligence and then furthermore i talked to other people in the media who also had people investigated to the point that the actions that were mentioned by the alleged victims of of the situation i was following all led to textbook predatorial behavior and those situations much like r kelly's situations is matching up to what has been said about ezra miller so yes innocent till proven guilty but the key things that are happening right now aren't good on his behalf they are not good at all in fact the alleged girl has been seen on uh you know video clips of when he was lashing out and having those bar fights and everything uh her name is Dakota. Uh, uh believe it or not she is from hawaii and um like i said he uh actually they are reporting she wasn't 12 she was 14 and ezra was 25 at the time and uh she was a fan of his of course you know because of his past um movies with fantastic beasts and such like that and they met and they all of a sudden started traveling <laughs> abroad and he traveled her with her and then all of a sudden like they just been a thing and she's been everywhere with her like every video clip that you've seen him in a situation has happened she put out a statement online and people were a little bit skeptical about the statement but then she went on to do a video and try to double down on it the problem was the video reminded me exactly of r kelly's girlfriends or ex-girlfriends i don't know the situation of them now but if you guys remember if you followed the r kelly situation there was a situation where the women were also on video talking about 
telling people that they were okay and everything. But as they were talking, they were looking elsewhere to see if, you know, to get almost to like to somebody else that was watching them that were in the room with them and looking to get approval of what they were saying. This is exactly the same thing that Dakota did in that video. It wasn't, there was less conviction in her, in her voice. Her speech patterns was kind of off. It's not looking good for Ezra. I don't understand. First of all, I, I, I just don't understand if that's the case. I'm sure they've seen the R Kelly situation. Why would you even go about it the same exact way that that and even furthermore, I feel like there was, like I said, her words were not confident. There was no conviction in her voice. She didn't sound like she was, you know, speaking on her behalf. It sounded like she was trying to speak on whoever it was in that room. It could have been Ezra. It could have been anybody This trying to, you know, make sure that she said the right things. That never works. That never works and doesn't look good at all. So I, I, I had to explain to somebody on our ACMG Facebook group who was also saying like innocent till proven guilty. And I pretty much told him, I'm like, I mean, I understand that that's what you want to go, but at least get, you know, do your diligence enough to understand the patterns of what happens during these situations. Whenever somebody is saying that they're being groomed, these are situations that happen. Innocent till proven guilty also can mean, yeah, you, innocence and proven guilty can also mean basically people can run away without being questioned because the innocent until proven guilty, there are loopholes to innocent until proven guilty people. You can pretty much, you can like, for instance, when the allegations happened to the person that I was, you know, involved with happened, it got so thick for that person that he went off social media. I'm not joking for three months waiting for things to quiet down. He never spoke on it. He never said anything about it. He still didn't say it to this day. And that to me is disturbing because look, as a person like myself, who's been arrested and wrongfully accused of a crime I never commit, you best believe if something, if somebody's blaming me for something, I am going to speak out. I am going to stand up for my rights. I am going to voice to the world of my of my um, innocence. And I did that. I look when I was in court, I even drew a, a map, <laughs> you know, explaining where I was at the time of the alleged crime to where the crime actually was and the timing of it and how that would, I literally drew a huge map. This is before, you know, we had smart technology and all this. It was in the nineties. So we didn't have the technology that we have now to know, like, and we didn't have cameras in the street either. Cause if we did have all that back then, it would be clearly, we would clearly see that I wasn't anywhere near that. Situation. You see, I'm defending myself right now. That's how you need to be. <laughs> That's doing it with conviction people. This whole situation doesn't look good. This point blank. And it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting thing when we see more come out because I only, the only people who are going to that are actually going to defend him are people who just looks at his characters that he plays 
and portrays. They're going to look at him on that on that merit. But that's not really merit. That's a fictional character that you love, just like Heathcliff Huxtable was a fictional character that we love. But the person behind it did very wrong. We love the music, but the person behind it did very wrong. And we have to separate that. We have to announce that this may not be a good person, that we should not support this, especially people who have kids. OK, people who have kids really should be more critical of situations like this like because the one guy in the group said like he's been good to me and my family you know when we met him yeah that's great dude but um bill cosby was great too when you know we got a chance to see him in, in theaters and he's always been nice to people you know r kelly i'm sure was pretty good to his fan base too it it it, it doesn't matter like dude when you do dirt you hide you use a proverbial mask to hide the stuff that you do. Like they don't come out in the open and say like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a repeat offender or I'm a you know, offender. Like they keep that on the, on a D and then make it seem like that all is good. But if you really have uh, understand the situation, you can pick up the signs. You can really find the signs. So I mean, yeah, he was fun and great to you. Yeah. I'm, you know, it, I, I, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? What is the, that is that has not already been said? Like, you can't just be happy that you saw, you know, and I get it. it it's heartbreaking because you finally got to see somebody that you were a fan of. And that, 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 that person is now breaking your heart and is making, you know, it's, I've had this happen many a times. It's always scary to meet the people that you're fans of. Or to be friends with people that you know you admire and all this stuff because you never know what's going on but in this situation the signs do not look good and we'll see what's going to happen from this point on uh it's it's just interesting now i will say the one thing that a lot of people are are, are asking and talking about like myself included and shout out to the homie who was on tmz live who questioned it too because we're all thinking it from age 12 or 14 to now, why are we just, why are the parents just now, just now, you know, talking about this just now, you know, re, you know, reporting this 14 to 20, you know, 14 to 18, like, or no, it is, it is a uh, 12 to eight. It was like six years. So it is like 12 to um 18. So why wait this long? And I get it. You, they may not have known. No, the, the reports on uh, TMZ are saying 12. Um, the report, you know, they may not have known at first what was going on. But like, if you're a parent, you have a 12 year old kid that is going with a 25 year old guy. I don't care. You need to monitor that, that entire situation nonstop. Like there needs to be some signatures. There needs to be some contracts, some clause, anything. If anything of that nature happens and you know, I, if they're taking us to court, if they can, at least, I don't know. I know that's gotta be in question. They gotta be, they have to be in question as to why they didn't react to this or didn't, you know, monitor this situation. this a little bit thoroughly. It, it's just, it, it, it's, it's just interesting. Um, 
it, it, it's it's wild man it is really wild but even if you didn't have this situation ezra miller's career has been on a down for like a, quite a while because of the other situations that he's going so like folks let's not forget this is a bigger situation than the other you know situations that he's actually was accused and arrested for but let's not forget all those other situations so like if i'm dc if i'm warner brothers i'm i'm not touching them i'm like after those two the the the, the, uh, the arrest is one thing but this is just this doubles it and they're gonna be investigating thoroughly on their own self but after a while it's not gonna look good i the, like i said i see the patterns already and it's just not looking good so we'll see i we'll see how this goes we will see how this goes man and um geez uh, that's all i gotta say about that all right so last bit of news i got to talk about is the latest episode of the boys this thing it just keeps getting worse and worse and hi, homelander god he's such a threat again and you like we talked about ezra miller like what they're doing on this show is playing up to everything that's going on in pop culture but bringing all the essence into the deal so like homelander the deep all that ezra miller is like his situation is kind of similar to the the, the story lines of a lot of these guys in here right now it's crazy man it, it's just absolutely crazy but what it was really crazy was how episode four started off they played of all things solid gold like it like a lot of kids today don't know what the hell solid gold is but if you're if you're a person of my generation you know exactly what solid gold is and was like i and i thought it was like is this a fictional version but no it's actually the solid gold of old solid gold for those who don't know was a variety dance show that celebrated music and dance and all this stuff it was really like elegant show a lot of celebrities went on you know uh in, in musical talents came in to perform on this show and they had a lot of dance numbers um it was hosted by a woman named marilyn lacou who was like one of the loveliest women on tv at the time uh beautiful black woman at the time and uh she was very famous from this show and of all things somehow some way they showed a clip of soldier boy uh rapping not the hip-hop artist soldier boy actually the character soldier boy uh, people gotta remember there is a soldier boy hip-hop art is a hip-hop artist named soldier boy as well but soldier boy which is like a uh it was a uh a clip of him from that era because he's lived that long he, he's kind of steve rogers so he's lived he's uh lived for a long time based on whatever he uh serum he's taken or whatever like that but they show him as a special guest rapping to Blondie's classic hit. It was hilarious. I thought that was just, it just came, it was one of those come out of nowhere type of things that just makes your mouth just drops. Like, first of all, they're showing Solid Gold and they show him Marilyn McCoo. And then on top of that, like he's rapping to Blondie's classic, you know, hip hop hit that she did back, um, back in the day. Awesome. We also see Butch and Frenchie travel to Russia to meet uh, with little Nina to work out a deal that will help them take down Homelander pretty much. Homelander is on a promotional path to campaign his rally uh, and rally his followers up. Now, it's very interesting because we had the January 6th hearings come out that this is now the storyline 
that Homelander is actually becoming the Donald Trump of this series now. And it, it's the timing couldn't be more perfect because now the hearings is out and then we got Homelander doing his thing. This is it's, it's really kind of retelling of every it's fantasy based on reality and retelling every situation that has happened from there. But they're doing it in a comic book perspective. It's really interesting. Starlight, meanwhile, is talking to Huey about the recent fake reveal of Homelander's romantic relationship with her. A train wants to take down Blue Hawk uh, for the brutality of black people in the neighborhood. Um, and they also kind of poke fun at Kendall Jenner's Pepsi commercial because in the midst of all this, A train is, you know, doing a commercial to promote his energy drink. And this is hilarious. The energy drink commercial mimics exactly if you, if you guys remember the Kendall the Kendall Jenner commercial where um they were doing the Black Lives Matter protests and there was cops on one you know riot rioter cops on one side and the protesters on the other side and all of a sudden it's Kendall it's Kendall Jenner that's gonna save everybody by being in the middle of everything and basically <laughs> and basically just give a both sides of Pepsi and everything's supposed to be great and all happy again, which was the most ludicrous and ridiculous commercial ad. And people crapped on her, people crapped on Pepsi for that situation back then still. And they just basically made a spoof off of that. It was hilarious. And, and it was this time it was uh, a train that was the one doing it. And it was, I thought it was awesome. It was well played and it plays up to his situation where he's trying to he's starting to see he, he's getting conflicts he's being conflicted with trying to work with you know the seven or trying to be real with himself and being a hero that people really like and not being the sellout dude that he's becoming but this commercial is not helping him one bit <laughs> at all so starlight and queen mave had a heart to heart about uh how butcher can find the chemical um find the uh chemical that can take out homelander and how she shouldn't do it alone because queen mave has been training and she stopped drinking and she's just preparing to take out homelander which i don't think is going to be a good deal at all if you see what happens later on in the episode speaking of which starlight is also asking her ex-boyfriend supersonic to help him as well to help her as well the deep's girlfriend is continuing to coach him and groom him on uh which uh, which includes like derailing a train's idea to take down blue hawk which led to those two fighting kamiko oh and by the way during that fight after the fight homelander is pretty much taking deep side because the deep is really been sucking up majorly to him as well so those two are trying to you know suck up to the affection of everything that has been going on for homelander they're trying to you know gain his approval or whatever like that kamiko is sent in to infiltrate a guy named olaka i am gonna butcher this guy's name uh who is collecting a contraband of women take note she looked ever so stunning in this dress this glittery dress coming out to bb belbit devoe's poison in the background she breaks the hill but she still brings it on uh kamiko takes out uh olega and like when i say take out she pretty much destroyed him and took out the henchmen as well and in a russian version of i will survive 
<laughs> it's just played in the background. Also, um, this Ola, this Olaga character, obviously, is made to look like Harvey Weinstein. Obviously, without a doubt. So there's a lot of little kind of uh, wink, wink, Easter egg type of things going on here that you in references that you could easily tell what they're doing with this. One of the girls actually shot Kamiko in the head. Luckily, we know that she regenerates uh, everything and um, the bullet came out of her head. She came back to life and she started to realize how scared the women were and she didn't. That's not what she wanted them to do. She's been feeling off about working with Butcher in the first place, and this didn't help at all. Senator Newman goes on a press conference to reveal Homelander's plot as uh, an agreed as an agreement with Stan Edgar only for her to turn on him, her quote unquote father and lie to the press about the black, about his uh, blackmailing scandals or even reveal because he probably was doing a lot of blackmailing behind people's back and all the stuff. So he got arrested and he's been he's uh, been taken out as the head of Voight at this point. Apparently, Homelander caught wind of the plan and made changes from there, um, which now I believe Homelander is running vault in this case. Kamiko is frustrated with the missions um, and everything that she and Frenchie has been doing for uh, Butcher. She is trying to convince Frenchie that they want him to leave. Butcher, meanwhile, is becoming very comfortable with taking that new compound, that temporary compound that gives him powers for 24 hours. Huey, who now has discovered that he's taken it once, also wants to uh, also use it after, you know, his altercation with Holander and Butcher refuses because Butcher considers this not an advantage. He considers this a curse and a punishment. He doesn't want Huey to actually uh, suffer like he's doing. Stan Ecker has a one-on-one -on -one talk with Homelander and his headquarters. And uh, nothing came about that as of yet. I thought in some ways that we'll see the last of him, but uh, nothing has happened yet. And Stan Ecker is unafraid at all. Esposito is never unafraid in any characters he plays. <laughs> Victoria gave um, her daughter Compound V, which was uh, which she got from Homelander. I guess this was part of the deal. I, she wants her kid to have powers, I guess, for some reason. Uh, we'll find out as more from as the episodes come in as to what's going on with that. The crew found Soldier Boy at the expense of Kamiko sacrificing herself to save Frenchie at the hands of a blast from Soldier Boy, which they never knew he actually had. Um, the problem with that is that she's not regenerating from that blast and something bad is happening with her. Homelander revealed the body of Supersonic. As I said, I knew this dude wasn't going to last and he was mutilated by Homelander uh, and was shown and uh, was shown as a as a message to Starlight thanks to A-Train revealing to him that there was a coup going on because Starlight felt that he, I mean, Supersonic felt that A-Train can trust him. And that was not the case. He sold him out because the dude is a sellout. So that's the end of that episode. There's a lot going on, but Homelander right now is getting gaining more power. And this is not good. This is going to result in some form of insurrection that is happening. And I know it's going to involve um, Melvin, or um, Marvin's and, and Mother's Milk's, um, you know, ex-wife. Um, because if you guys remember last episode when Homelander just came out the closet, so to speak, we saw the visuals of 
his of um milk's new wife or ex-wife with her new husband really get into it so something's going to go down in that situation and uh, i think that's how milk is going to get his um his ex-wife back and his kids back from that situation so it's this thing is good is this season is looking to be the best season to date in my goodness they are back with a vengeance here so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a bake i'm sorry take a break come back and review miss marvel uh, on disney plus and we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley flanagan the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Miss Marvel, Marvel Studios' latest series on Disney Plus. And as you listen to the previous episodes leading up to this, I had my reserves. I was I kept an open mind because I trust Marvel Studios with everything that they done throughout like their batting average is huge <laughs> in this case they had uh, like only a minimum of like one percent misses and you know throughout the last 11 12 years that they've been doing this miss marvel was a was one of those you know i don't know how this is going to come off type of situations much like guardians of the galaxy where this was a test to see how well this new character that a lot of people may not know about is going to play through kamala khan is a very special character in a sense of this is a new female character of color um that has been embraced by majority of comic book fans and you really want to get this right i felt like by the beginning to the end they got it right iman Vellani, who's been getting a lot of praise because this is her first ever role as anything <laughs> she handled kamala khan really well and in fact i feel like her and like her and Kamala Khan are one and the same. If you see recent interviews with her on Jimmy Fallon and and uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, if you've read anything about Kamala Khan in the comics, then you know that she is such a fangirl. And Iman is a fangirl, and she's read the comic books and she had the fan. She's every bit as the character that she portrays on this show. And speaking of the show, I thought. The series and show did a tremendously great job getting me involved immediately and because of one thing. They showed her doing a YouTube clip of her fandom for the Avengers and their situation with Thanos, but in particular what Captain Marvel has done. That is exactly what Miss Marvel it does in the comics. She is a huge fangirl for the Avengers and for Kamala and for uh Captain Marvel. 
and from just from the get-go they got they dove right into that per, uh part of her personality and that really that stuck with me from the point on that helped me get right into the show uh i love the family that she is involved with as well um her mother who's played by Zeno, uh, Zenobia Shroff who plays um, Maniba Khan her mom who's really polarizing and there's more polarizing than the father because uh, the father is most likely shown in the comics more than the mom in here and uh, Yusuf was really kind of put in the back you know ground at this point for whatever reason I don't know but I'm sure he'll you know he'll be seen more or less after that i mean so we see kamala trying to adapt try to you know be social and everything like there's a scene in her where she's you know doing a driver's test and that flops but her mom blames herself for her not being able to do the driver's test because she backs up into the drive the, the driving teacher's car it's it's a funny thing the special effects and the cgi that goes on all around to really illustrate kamala's imagination is so awesome in here um this is really so me but like there were so many great moments in here you also have matt lentz who is bruno corelli and is like a platonic friend to kamala but there are parts of it that makes me feel like I don't know where he's at yet. Are they really because he's he does a lot for her. He helps her with her costume for the Avengers Con, which is this local convention in Jersey City that they're uh, heading to, which looks like a glorified local con uh, in here. And but he helps her with the costume. He's a tech genius and <clears throat> he pretty much uh, he, he 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 looks out for her. He really looks out for her. And he's a friend of the family as well. Uh, I love it because, you know, I, you know, during my college years, I, you know, hung around a group of friends myself, um, you know, shout out to my uh, friend Manal, you know, who's a pack, who's Pakistanian and uh, I've been around her family and I, it just really reminds me of the closeness of that family from there as well. You know, watching Kamala, you know, try to adapt to her school and everything going on there and you know just trying to find her identity it's really interesting she has one in particular uh girl in the high school named zoe zimmer <clears throat> excuse me played by laura Ma uh, martin who is kind of the flash thompson of the uh show of the series there's always going to be a flash thompson somewhere in there so if that's flash thompson and bruno pretty much is harry osborne in this case um she has another friend Nakia as well i believe on air but she's going to be in for all six episodes as well um we will see what's going on with that but the premise of this right now is that kamala wants to go to avengers con and she's dressed up she wants to dress up in cosplay as captain marvel but she has to get it from her parents and their parents don't like the idea of her going to this con for one thing and then two with impressionable kids and two her dressed up in you know body forming wear because that's not part of the culture um part of the pakistanian or muslim culture that they are you know a part of and that's playing a factor that's playing a factor into this whole entire situation and um she's going to go out of her way to try to get out there as well 
and do it. And there's part of it where the parents don't understand because they're parents of another culture and of another generation. And she really is. She she loves Captain Marvel. She is admired by Captain Marvel, but they got the wrong idea about who Captain Marvel is in this whole entire thing. The, the, the feeling of this series is very reminiscent of Spider-Man of uh the tom holland spider-man series there's a lot to it so they, you can see a lot of elements of you know especially with the high school situation um the way that it was filmed i love the color the saturated colors schemes that they have all around the entire you know workings of these series um i mean you can see it it's like it's really like the colors of the clothes that they wear um some of the special effects it's very well saturated much i think it may be to match to assimilate the cultural uh, aspect of the color schemes that are going on which are very saturated colors that they use and um i just think it's just beautifully done i loved what they're doing um with now let's talk about the power situation so it does turn out that the powers is coming from the actual iconic bracelet that she wears in the comics and everything which of course for those who don't know in the comics she is an inhuman and if you know what that is you from the cinematic uh series then you know you know that the inhumans were a group of humans with extraordinary powers a la you know mutants in some cases we never could you know figure out to differentiate uh the two together mutants and, and humans in the case there's like one and the same pretty much but in this case they dropped the idea of her being a human and the uh in the in, in the mist that makes all that you know the uh mist that pretty much makes everybody human if you play the avengers game they play up to the comics on that um if you watch some of the animated series they kind of play up on that too agents of shield actually did play up on this or, or you know because um i forgot her name chloe bennett character actually did becoming inhuman from that for some reason they dropped that situation here and now she's getting powers from a bracelet uh and the bracelet seems to be from her grandmother her mother i, I have reason to believe that um maniba actually knows something about this bracelet and knows something of her grandmother's past because when kamala goes to she sneaks off to go into uh, avengers con funny part about that scene is basically that she imagines getting making it to uh she imagines making it to avengers con in the most flashiest way when she her imagination goes the cosplay outfit that she's wearing that she actually wears looks nothing like uh what's in her imagination in her imagination she has a way better suit than she has in in real life not to, not to say that the real life cosplay costume isn't also isn't dope but she actually has a legit captain marvel costume in her imagination and it looks awesome on her and you know with the helmet and everything and she also imagines herself and her and uh bruno actually jumping off the bridge to land on a bus at the right time to catch a bus to make it the avengers count on time none of that happens in real life and she becomes late getting there she loses her bike on the way um this is very reminiscent of peter parker you know it is hilarious how they do this and it just it even though she has a little bit of fun at avengers con it becomes disastrous the minute that she puts on that actual 
bracelet because the bracelet extends to what we actually remember it now and then powers us you know consume our whole entire body to which she doesn't know how to control it and people in the audience think that this is a flash a, a flashy type of thing but in actuality the powers are actually taking control and blasting things like the big ant-man helm uh, you know head that falls off and everything and there's just destruction everywhere but the kids think it's all part of the act and they just having a they're just pretty much you know running off but they're still having like coachella like fun at this event the, this this avengers con was so hilarious because i've been to cons like that but it was like this in particular one was just so glorified like it, it was like a big budget con in a garage pretty much which normally local cons are usually in some type of a you know dark damped warehouse or something like that this is kind of like this but it was just like the budget within it was just kind of big so um this pretty much was her origin story this is pretty much was just this episode was not to really prolong the story of what's going to happen but it's just get us to know who kamala is and you know the powers that she's about to have and just understanding her situations her her coming of age situations and i thought they did a really great great deal of um effort of putting that together they're, they really know what they're doing when they do this stuff i compare this episode this first episode to the entire naomi uh series that was recently canceled on the cw because on there and i you'll hear this again in my interview with um jeffrey thorne we have this discussion about batwoman and naomi and why they were canceled but i mentioned how the storyline dragged like she didn't really i felt like she didn't get her powers or she, her powers didn't manifest or they didn't really bring them out until like five six episodes down the line which is like we want to see some action by now we kind of got to see that immediately in here she got her powers and they teased us for what's to come next so she gets her powers and from the bracelet and then she also saves of all people zoe who was um, who zoe doesn't know who she was because she was in full costume she had to help me on anything nobody knew she was coming in as miss marvel you know and competing in the contest and everything she basically used her power to save zoe as she was falling because she was hit by the big uh hammer of thor mirror it was a giant version and she got knocked uh off like very cartoony and she managed to save her before she hit the ground or she hit it underground. So she managed to survive. Bruno managed to get her out before anybody can really see her. They drove home on her one bike. Um, instead of coming back at the time that they said they were going to come back, she winded up getting back hours later. It was supposed to be like 822. They were supposed to come back. It was like 1122 when he came back and everything just was disastrous. Her mom um who really was just losing faith in her and you know it it was really awesome that performance that they did with um munaba uh, i mean uh, i'm sorry Mun, uh, muneba and um kamala and the look of kamala's face she was just utterly distraught the look on her face was like i didn't want to harm you i didn't want to hurt your feelings i didn't want to you know disappoint you but she felt like she failed her and it it was a very genuine type of reaction to that and i thought it was really good so um there it is she has her powers we got to see who kamala was we got to see um 
the powers manifest in the first episode but we don't know what's coming next until we see the end credit which involves two people in what it looks like some type of an agency or something like that you know find see kamala do her thing on camera we don't know who who they are or where they're coming from we just know that they're coming this was in fact the first cutscene ever shown as a first on a first episode of any of the marvel series we usually see cutscenes and uh, you know in credit scenes at the like the fourth or fifth you know the the fourth or fifth or sixth episode which is you know that there's something coming no this time they've had an end credit scene for the first time in episode one so this is very interesting but it also it needed to be because there was no interaction of a threat coming to kamala at all until this point and we don't know if they're even a threat we just know that somebody's looking at this and saying like okay we need to research this even more so the plot thickens and we're going to see more from this but right now i absolutely enjoyed this series i am fully all in i love what they did shout out to the writers and producers of this um i love this because they got it all the, all, the entire cast it was created by uh bish bisha k ali and uh the cast the crew was all culturally appropriate um this was pretty good and my skepticism is completely gone even just on this first episode um i think she does fit the part i also love the interviews that i saw her because she knows that people were skeptical and how everybody was slowly you know jumping into the idea that like yeah this is a pretty cool show it received 95 uh, percent uh fresh uh to it was 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and I do I I I'm in I'm in I don't know what's going to happen in the next five episodes but I don't and how this is going to tie in to the Marvels but I guarantee there's no way I will be utterly disappointed as her as her mom was to Kamala in this first episode if Captain Marvel Brie Larson does not make an appearance on this series because they've already said it they've already said that kamala is going to be in the marvels it's pretty much along with i believe um with uh everybody's gonna be uh, like i think photon from um wandavision she's gonna be on air i believe america chavez is gonna be on air as well and uh Kamala's going to be there. Like Kevin Feige already said, she's going to be in there. And they've said on different um, interviews that she's going to be a part of it. So there's no reason why Brie Larson shouldn't be making an appearance on this series, probably down the line and at the end, regardless, regardless of what happens. So I, I really appreciate it. I really love what they did. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Yusuf's character because he's an important he's very important to the comics and her series i i i don't know if the, i didn't read the kamala khan series that closely enough to know the relationship or whether there is a mother in the episode but i do i am aware that the father is in there so i, I it's going to be interesting but so far so good i really enjoy this um if i just grade this episode alone it gets an a for me uh how the rest of the season is going to look i don't know we'll see but so far so good I didn't mind the new powers. In fact, I was all, I'm actually more for the new powers than I was the original set of powers that she had, which her original powers are just, you know, it's very similar to Reed Richards, which is a few different 
you know, uh, abilities and things that Reed couldn't do. But when you just look at it, it's just like, it's just another stretch power. But in here, she has these different cosmic like abilities. I, I, I the only thing I hope is that the bracelet, the gauntlet just basically ignited her powers and not that the brace, the bracelet is solely not like, all right, I get it. Cause there's a character named Quasar in the comics who gets his power from bracelets just like that. And he needs those, those bracelets for the power. But in this case, I rather just, she has it in her and we still need to know what her mom knows about that bracelet. Cause when she came home, she brought this box full of, you know, junk jewelry and the bracelet was in one of them. There's something that Muneba knows about that bracelet that she's not telling Kamala. And that's why I think she's so overly protective of Kamala and what she's doing because of things that she may have experienced in the past with her mom. So it'll be interesting to see. And maybe like she probably knows something very much about what's going on with Kamala and why she's there is it's something it is i that there's something that's going to be um revealed down the line i i, I just know it i'll I put a bank on that but so far so good with me man miss marvel is not disappointing right now and um i like that we're learning things about not only the character but the culture as well this is disney and marvel once again doing their thing to you know marvel for for generations since the get-go has been all about representation and you know have they gotten some of it right no have they done it you know to the best of their abilities hell yeah and then on top of that they always improve and become better and become more aware and they've always been a part of it. since stanley and jack kirby was around they've been all about representation so you know shout out to marvel once again for doing this uh and disney for you know banking on this and doing this this is just awesome you know, this is how we're supposed to do. We're supposed to respect and honor and cherish and learn from every different culture. This is no different. So I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to the next episodes. And like I said, this episode alone gets an A. Totally convinced me from there. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this in every episode, you can check out everything on TalkTimeLive.com. We got audio episodes. We have video exclusive episodes including the one i am about to bring out with jeffrey thorne as he talks about the blood syndicate which is available now in comic book stores and in digital comiXology is out there as well and also um episode two of season one will be arriving on the 14th so you definitely want to check it out there and support milestone media because it is legend and if you don't know about milestone media and why dc is backing this up do your homework check it out it's awesome and it's great to have jeff you know right for that as well so stay tuned for that interview and much much more next week light years coming out so i believe that will be the review i do for that as well as whatever comes out from there teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge comes out next week as well i already got it on lock i'm ready for it I, that i don't know if that is going to be the game that i am going to review no because mario strikers i'm playing now so i'm going to review that but also i'm going to be playing shredders revenge too. there's you know because that comes out thursday and i've already got 
everything I need to know about and talk about Mario Strikers and what I think about that in terms of, you know, over the top soccer arcade games as well. Uh, so that will be my review of that game coming up. And then from there, we'll be doing Lightyear. So stay tuned for that. Also on TalkTimeLive.com uh, right now, my new on unbox blog of the SH Figure Arts Iron Man from the Tech On Avengers series that my my other guest, uh, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz, was a part of. He was the artist for every episode of that and an extraordinary artist. If you haven't, if you haven't, if I haven't convinced you to, you know, do it now, go ahead and check out that interview. Go in to TalkTimeLive.com's uh, blog page. Uh, I have an article reviewing the figure, which is right in front of my face on my desk right now. And also I implemented the, and embedded the video, the actual, uh, interview with myself and Chamba on that page as well. So you can see, um, him, you can see his artwork. Cause all of that is in there. If you haven't checked out that interview yet. So go in the audio way, check that out as well. Lots more to come in this and we're counting down to new york comic-con as well in october so i'm excited because there's so much coming out right now in uh in the months ahead so i'm excited so folks if you want to subscribe and download to your favorite uh podcast platform we're everywhere where podcasts are played including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora you name it we're there shout out to the tumblr community because i also have it on air as well and uh, just enjoy it all. So, folks, thank you so very much. And please have a great and safe week. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.